0: The Archbishop of Paris. His name was Jean Cardinal Jean Marie Lustiger. He rose so high in the Catholic Church. He was Archbishop of Paris. He was candid to be Pope. They were considering whether to make him Pope or not. Okay? Uh, Guess who he was? He was born to Jewish parents from Poland. He was born, his name he was born was Aaron Levy. His parents were killed in the Holocaust. Before they were taken away, they hid him in the Catholic Church. They gave him to Catholics, okay? They were taken away, they were transported, okay? Their son has refuge in the Catholic Church. He was brilliant. He was the smartest boy in his class. He went through the orphanage, wherever he was, smartest boy in his class. He went to Divinity School, top of his class. Boom, he was outshining everybody. And this guy was a meteor. Okay, here's a, a little Jewish boy whose parents got killed in the Holocaust. He became the Archbishop of Paris, hold it. At the time he was Archbishop of Paris, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sitruk, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sitruk, he passed away I think three years ago. Okay, Rabbi Yosef Chaim was the head rabbi of France. So all of a sudden the Cardinal Lister, he died in 2007. Okay, before Cardinal Lustiger died, he called the head rabbi of France, and he says, Rabbi, I wanna meet you. Okay, sure, sure. They were public, naturally they were in the government together, so they called the, the head rabbi of Paris, and the head rabbi of France, and you know, Sarkozy knew them both. Well, they, 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 would, they would meet, they would meet. in uh, national occasions, they, what'd they have, the head rabbi, the head priest, and they, so Carter Lustiger called Rabbi Sitruk, the head rabbi of France. He says, I want to talk to you. He talked to him. And he revealed his whole past. And he said, Rabbi, I want you to promise me that when I die, you say Kaddish for me. Hold Now, here's the head rabbi of France. He's got a big halachic problem. So he said, you know, very politely scurred his way out. But now he's got a problem after that meeting. Cardinal Lustiger dies. He says, what do I do? He says, is he a Jew? Did I have to uphold the promise, is It, this, that? So what did he do? He went to Rabbi Yosef. He went to Rabbi Yosef. He says, alav, Maran." he called Rabbi Yosef Maran. He says, alav, what do I do with this question? Here's the Archbishop of Paris. He was born a good Jewish boy, OK? But now, do we, we decide to say mishuma? a Meshuma? A Meshuma is an apostate. An apostate is treated like someone that takes his Judaism and throws it away and willfully converts to whatever. Okay, that's an apostate. And halacha does not say nice things about an apostate. An apostate loses all his privileges in Judaism. In other words, you have to love every other Jew. Okay, apostate loses his privilege. The Chofetz talks about it. Hafez Chaim says, one may speak evil speech about an apostate. (laughs) Hafez Chaim then says, wait a second, be careful about saying evil speech about anybody because maybe you'll start with this guy and you'll get used to the evil speech. You start with someone else. But technically, he has no privileges that a Jew has. You're not supposed to talk slander about another Jew to love another Jew. Not supposed to hate another Jew. You're not supposed to lend him money and interest. You're not allowed to do any of this stuff. Okay? He's got privileges, and this is a Jew. No, not, not conservative, not Orthodox. So he says, "Oh, but what is a second, there. You, you, you got to be observant," and they, they know that the that to love your neighbors yourself, those who do the actions of yourself, and uphold the Torah. Hold it, hold it. Don't take the law in your own hands. Yes, that's what the Gemara says. But hold it, since the Gemara, we also have interpretations of Gemara, and we have rabbinical law. Rabbi Avadi Yosef is rabbinical law. So when Rabbi Sitra came to Rabbi Avadi Yosef, he says, for the love. how should I act? Rabbi couldn't answer. He had tears streaming down his eyes. And he says, what? You wanted Kaddish? He says, of course you say Kaddish for him. This was Rabbi answer. Of course you say Kaddish for him. He says, of course. He says, no, he was not an apostate. I don't care if he's an archbishop. I don't care if he became pope. He was a Tino of He was a baby in captivity get into the Catholic Church. His parents were running away from the Nazis. They threw him to the first place. They know they could his son could get a li- Okay, the fact that we don't save a life by by doing something. Don't go into and take the Rebel Five yet. He knew this. He knew the Gamor on, Zora. He knew you were there. He knew that, He said, no, the, the Cardinal, the Archbishop, was not an apostate. He was a, you He was a baby in captivity, and judged that way. And therefore, he said yes. Rabbi Citron, you do say Kaddish for him. And Rabbi Avdi cried. And he cried. What a mind! If this little Jewish boy, what could he have done to him? Can you imagine? So even though he was a sinner, he was a Jew all his life. Even though he broke Shabbat and he didn't eat kosher, okay. He was still a Jew, all right? The Gemara in tractate Sanhedrin 44, it says, Mm. Even though the Jew is a sinner, he's still a Jew, okay? The fact that a Jew makes a transgression of Torah does not mean that he loses his status and his privileges as a Jew, that's it. Okay, Now, especially because of the circumstances of the archbishop's parents that they had to hide their son in the church during the Holocaust. So, he's therefore deemed, Rabbi Vadi Yosef deemed him a a baby taken captive without the benefit of Torah education and not an apostate. All right? Why tell the story? We're talking about this answer also appears in the Alchut Yosef. Rabbi Yitzhak be brought that this story in the al was said. This is one brother, and we're talking about this is what's called in halacha a revusa. It's an almost an exaggeration. So if the Archbishop of Paris, you can't come much higher than Catholic Church in that. Next one up is the the, the Pope. If he can be a baby in captivity, then that means anyone can be. Hold it. The Gomorrah, Where's the whole term chinok shnishba come from? That comes from the Gomorrah? Tractate Shabbat 66b. Look, Tractate Shabbat 66b talks about This is a child that was either kidnapped, not only really kidnapped, taken away. It used to be in Europe that the Gypsies would kidnap Jewish children, and in Eastern Europe, it was a big problem. Okay, and then the child would grow and grow up among non-Jews, like Cardinal Lustiger, Okay, who was, was really out on the so the Rambam widens the definition of tinoch and the Rambam includes in his definition of tinoch that's mentioned in the Gemara. The Rambam says that a tinoch is any child that failed to receive a Torah education. Any child, what's a Torah education? A Torah education means a Torah education a Torah, an Orthodox Emunah Torah education which therefore from this Rambam ruling anybody that doesn't grow up in a complete Torah observant home has the status of Tito Shemishba. Hold it, when I get to the latter day post scheme, uh, so work our way back to the Rambam. The Rambam is uh, 950 years ago and that's a go to the, the Beit Yosef. And the Beis Yosef we're talking about uh, 350 years ago, okay? So Beis Yosef says like this. The Beis Yosef says that a Tinoxenishbath, one is not allowed to lend him money with interest. And he really goes far in this. In Eurydia, the Beis Yosef talks about the children of the Karaim. The Karaim, it used to be before when they were still, they know, you know, the Karaim, the, the Karaites, when they had two legitimately Jewish parents, when they had Jewish mother, okay, Jewish mother. Now, it's a little bit different because they intermarried and the Karaim are not, they, back then they were pure. At the time of Beis Yosef, they were still pure Jews. But what happened, they had to set, of Jews, what's Kara'im? It means that they're verbatim, verbatim written Torah. They never received the oral Torah. They never accepted the oral Torah, but they were Jews. Says that even though, so some people wanna say, listen, they're they're, uh, heretics, if you don't accept the the heretics. But he says, no, maybe that's the only first generation of the Kara'im. They're children, that's the way they grew up. Okay, the children, that's the way they grew up. So, you can't take a child of the Karaite and do things against Torah, okay? Since I'm allowed to lend money with interest to a non-Jew, I can lend a... no, no. And this is a, it's a landmark ruling, it's a landmark ruling, it's chapter, it's the end of Beis Yosef. If you look at the Torah of Beis Yosef, it's right at the end of chapter 159. Chapter Kuf Nun Tet Yerodea, Beis Yosef, Torah Yosef. Okay, so he says that this really carries us further. So now, who gives, who decides today in modern psach? What is the bulwark of psaq on the tinoksh Who defines what a baby in captivity is? So if you want to see, we open up the Chazon ish. Where does the Chazon ish talk about tinoksh a baby in captivity? Chazon ish, in the first three chapters of Eurydia, And it talks about the laws of shkita laws of Because The second chapter is law of shkita. And in law of shkita we say, who can do a kosher shkita? So there's an example of someone who, a sinner is maybe not reliable, but if he does shkita and someone is looking over his back, someone who is looking around, but sees that he did a proper shkita, that one is technically allowed to eat from the Shemitah. Practically, it's different, but we're talking about technically. The Archbishop of Paris, his name was Jean Cardinal Jean-Marie Lustiger. He rose so high in the Catholic Church. He was Archbishop of Paris. He was candid to be Pope. They were considering whether to make him Pope or not. Okay? Uh, Guess who he was? He was born to Jewish parents from Poland he was born, his name he was born was Aaron Levy. He was, parents were killed in the Holocaust. Before they were taken away, they hid him in the Catholic church. They gave him to Catholics, okay. They were taken away, they were transported, okay. Their son has refuge in the Catholic church. He was brilliant. He was the smartest boy in his class. He went through, the uh, the orphanage, wherever he was, smartest boy in the class. He went to divinity school, top of his class. Boom, he was outshining everybody. And this guy was a meteor. Okay, here's a, a little Jewish boy whose parents got killed in the Holocaust. He became the Archbishop of Paris, it. At the time he was Archbishop of Paris, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sitruk, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sitruk, he passed away I think three years ago, okay. Rabbi Yosef Chaim was the head rabbi of France. So all of a sudden, uh, and uh, the Cardinal Lustiger, he died in 2007, okay? Before Cardinal Lustiger died, he called the head rabbi of France, and he says, Rabbi, I wanna meet you, okay? Sure, sure, they were public, national, they were in the government together, Something they called it. The, the head rabbi of Paris, they head rabbi of France, and you know, Sarkozy knew them both, well, they didn't, I mean, what would they do with me? they do with me? Did, did, in uh, national occasions, nas- what they have? They had the head rabbi and the head priest. And they, okay. So Cardinal Lustiger called Rabbi Sidrook, the head rabbi of France. He says, I want to talk to you. So he talked to him. And he revealed his whole past. And he said, Rabbi, I want you to promise me that when I die, you say Kaddish for me. Hold now, here's the head rabbi of France. He's got a big halacha problem. So he said, you know, very politely scurred his way out. But now he's got a problem after that meeting. Cardinal Westerga dies. He says, what well, do I do? He says, is he a Jew? Did I have to uphold the promise, is it this, that? So what did he do? He went to Rabbi Vod-Yosef. He went to Rabbi Vod-Yosef. He says, the rav maran. He called Rabbi vod maran. He says, what do I do with this question? Here's the Archbishop of Paris. He was born a good Jewish boy. Okay. But now, do we we decide to say a Meshuma? A Meshuma is an apostate. An apostate is treated like someone that takes his Judaism and throws it away and willfully converts to whatever. Okay, that's an apostate. And does not say nice things about an apostate. An apostate loses all his privileges in Judaism. In other words, you have to love every other Jew, okay? Apostate loses his privilege. The Chofetz Chaim talks about it. Chofetz Chaim says, one may speak evil speech about an apostate. Chofetz Chaim then says, wait a second, be careful about saying evil speech about anybody because maybe you'll start with this guy and you'll get used to the evil speech. You start with someone else, but technically, he has no privileges that Jew has. You're not supposed to talk, slander about another Jew. You're supposed to love another Jew. You're not supposed to hate another Jew. You're not supposed to lend him money and interest. You're not allowed to do any of this stuff. Okay? He's got privileges. And is this is a Jew. No way. Uh, not conservative, not orthodox. So he says, oh, but one second thing, you, you, you got to be observant. And they they know that to love your neighbors yourself, those who do the actions of yourself, and uphold the Torah, hold it, hold it. Don't take the law in your own hands. Yes, that's what the Gemara says. But hold it, since the Gemara, we also have interpretations of Gemara, and we have rabbinical law. Rabbi Avadi Yosef is rabbinical law. So when Rabbi Sitra came to Rabbi Ovadiyah Yosef, he says, how should I act? Rabbi Ovadiyah couldn't answer. He had tears streaming down his eyes. And he says, what, you wanted Kaddish? He says, of course you say Kaddish for him. This was Rabbi Ovadiyah's answer. Of course you say Kaddish for him. He of course. He says, no, he was not an apostate. I don't care if he's the archbishop. I don't care if he became pope. He was a you know, He was a baby in captivity. How did he get into the Catholic Church? His parents were running away from the Nazis. They threw him to the first place. They know they could. His son could get a little Okay, the fact that we don't save a life by by doing something. Don't go into technicalities, rebel 5, yet. He knew this. He knew the good morning, to Zora. He knew you were a dad. He knew that. He said, no. The, the cardinal, the archbishop, was not an apostate. He was a, you know, who He was a baby in captivity and judged that way. And therefore, he said, "Yes, Rabbi Sifter, you do say Kaddish for him." And Rabbi Avdi cried. And he said, cried. What a mind! If this little Jewish boy, what could he have done to her? Can you imagine? So even though he was a sinner, he was a Jew all his life. Even though he broke Shabbat. And he did each kosher, okay? He was still a Jew. Alright? The Gemara in Tractate Sanhedrin 44 it says, mm. even though the Jew is a sinner, he's still a Jew. Okay? The fact that a Jew makes a transgression of Torah does not mean that he loses his status and his privileges as a Jew. That's it, okay? Now, especially because of the circumstances of the archbishop's parents that they had to hide their son in the church during the Holocaust. So he's therefore deemed, Rabobad Yosef deemed him a a baby taken captive without the benefit of a Torah education and not an apostate, right? Why tell the story? We're talking about this answer also appears in the Alchut Yosef. Rabbi Yosef, We brought Did this story in the Alchut Yosef. This is one of brother. And we're talking about, this is what's called in Halacha a revusa. It's an, almost an exaggeration. So if the Archbishop of Paris, you can't come much higher to Catholic Church than that. Next one off is the, the, the Pope. And he can be a baby in captivity, then that means anyone can be. Hold it. The Gomorrah, where's the whole term Tinoq come from? That comes from the Gomorrah Tractate Shabbat 66b. Look, Gomorrah Tractate Shabbat 66b, This is a child that was either kidnapped, not only kidnapped, taken away. It used to be in Europe that the gypsies would kidnap Jewish children. And in Eastern Europe, it was a big problem. Okay, and then the child would grow and grow up among non-Jews, like Harba Lustiger, okay, it was really the legend. So the Rambam widens the definition of tinoch and the Rambam includes in his definition of tinoch that's mentioned in the Gemara, the Rambam says that a tinoch is any child that failed to receive a Torah education. Any child. What's a Torah education? A Torah education means a Torah education. A Torah, an Orthodox Amuna Torah education. Which therefore, from this Rambam ruling, anybody that doesn't grow up in a complete Torah observant home has the status of Tino Shemishba. Hold on, we're going to get to the Latter-day PoSki. Uh, so work our way back to the Rambam. The Rambam is a 950 years ago, and that's go to the, the Beis Yosef, and the Beis Yosef, we're talking about uh, 350 years ago. Okay, so Beis Yosef says like this. The Beis Yosef says that a Tino one is not allowed to lend him money with interest. And he really goes far in this. And the basically it talks about the children of the Karaim. The Karaim, it used to be before, when they were still, they know, you know, that the, the, the Karaites, when they had two legitimately Jewish parents, when they had Jewish mother. Okay, Jewish mother. Now, it's a little bit different because they intermarried, and the Karaim or not, the, back then they were pure, at the time of Bak Yosef, there was no pure Jews. But what happened, they had the sect of Jews, what's Karaim? It means that they're verbatim, verbatim written Torah. They never received the oral Torah. They never accepted the oral Torah, but they were Jews. Says that even though, so some people wanna say, listen, they're, they're uh, heretics, if you don't accept the, the heretics. But he says, no, maybe that's the only first generation of the Kara'im. The children, that's the way they grew up. Okay, the children, that's the way they grew up. So you can't take a child of the Kara'ite and do things against Torah. Okay, since I'm allowed to uh, lend money with interest to a non-Jew, I can lend them, no, just no, and this is a it's a landmark ruling. It's a landmark ruling. It's a chapter, it's again, the end of Beis Yosef. If you look at the Torah Beis Yosef, it's right at the end of chapter one fifty nine. Chapter Kuf nun tet Yeridaya Torah Beis Yosef. Okay, so he says that this really carries us further. So now, who gives, who decides today in modern Psach? What is the bulwark of Psach on a tino chinisheva? Who defines what a baby in captivity is? So if we want to see, we open up the Chazon Ish. Where does the Chazon Ish talk about tino chinisheva, a baby in captivity? Chazon Ish in the first three chapters of Eurydea, and he talks about the laws of Sheka the laws of is The second chapter is law of Sheka. And in law of we say, who can do a kosher Sheka? So there's an example of someone who, a sinner, is maybe not reliable, but if he does Sheka, that someone is looking over his back, someone who is but sees that he did a proper shpita, that one is technically allowed to eat from the shpita, practically this is different, but we're talking about technically. He says, if he was killed because he was a Jew, not only are all his sins forgiven, but he's a martyr. He's a martyr, which is not the case when a sinner is killed in a different manner and not by an anti semite when the Rambam paskins according to the last chapter in Gomorrah Yuma, when it's Arbachiluk and Kapura, and the Gomorrah tractate Yuma talks about the four stages, the four stages of atonement, okay, and there is sins, for example, person, a person fails to do a positive mitzvah, that's one level of atonement. He transgressed a negative mitzvah, that's another level of atonement. He goes against a... A mitzvah, such as keeping Shabbat, cuts family purity, that carries the penalty of karet, which is savage from Hashem, that's a third level. The highest level that leaves the biggest thing is when a person defames Hashem's name, only death can compensate for that. Death cleans a person out of all of sin, cleansing of sin, okay? So this is, the, but the sinner it doesn't come holy he's still got to pay for his sins to In other words, he gets a ticket. Death gives him a ticket into the heavenly court. That once he does, <laughs> he, pays the, he has to be cleaned up for his sins. Then he's letting that he's he the a place in the world to come. A place to the world to come. Which is not the case of a martyr that was killed before Judah. Not only does he have forgiveness, but he becomes, goes in the highest place, the Holy Martyr. So, Rabbi Shon Yochai elaborates in great detail the, the, the honor, the whole big, whole great section of Zohar in Breshi about the honor that the, 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 the martyr has, All right? Let's go a little bit further, a little bit further up in time, okay? Uh, the Rishi Chochmah was a book, a Musar book, a book about service of Shem, also, one of Rabbi Nachman's favorite books. Rabbi Nachman mentioned that he held by the Rashi The Rashi Chochmah was Rabbi Eliyahu Vidrash of Tzfat. He was one of the prime disciples of Rabbi Moshe Kodaviro, who's fantastic Kabbalist, and the author of Tom Redvar. Okay, this is the Rashi Chochmah. The Rashi Chochmah, Says that there are twelve types of tribulations that save a person from seeing purgatory. One, like the Gemara says, if a person has a nasty wife, he never sees a purgatory. That, that's one of them. Okay, a person he suffered all his life, he's got a nasty wife, doesn't mean that he was he was nice to her. Okay, so if a person's nasty to his wife, then, uh, then she's got a reason. But if if he, if he has a unilateral nasty wife, he was a good guy. He was a good husband. Okay. Does it seem? Does it one of them. The eleventh and the twelfth scale is death and sanctification of Hashem's name. The sinner who died in sanctification of Hashem's name is a martyr. Okay. It's righteous halma. All the more so if he was a tino chinishba who is considered an accidental sinner and not an intentional sinner. In other words. If you want to tell me that the person is a sinner and he's a tinok comes to Rashi's and says, no. Even a sinner, all his sins are forgiven, an intentional sinner. All the more so if he's an unintentional sinner and a tinok a baby captivity, he's an unintentional sinner. He grew up with that benefit of the Torah the education. Now, if that's not enough, I'm going to take it one even step further and people say, uh, uh, what are we talking about, that the Jews, we have got a lot of non-Jewish reviewers. Okay, what about the Hasidei the righteous Gentiles that saved Jews, risked their lives to save Jews in the Holocaust? Gomorrah tells us about one. The Gemara in tractate of what is 10b, talks about a guy named Ketia Bar-Shalom. Bar Shalom, he argued with the Roman authorities in favor of the Jews. And he out-argued the Caesar. So they beat the Caesar in a debate. And they said, okay, you beat me in a debate, and now you get the death penalty. Right? So they killed Bar Shalom. He died not because he was a Jew, because he helped Jews. He came to the aid of Jews. Alright? A voice came out. A voice came out from heaven and said, "Katia Bar is hereby invited to the world to come." We learn from here, and this is psak, not only a Jew who dies because he's a Jew, but a non-Jew that dies because he's a Jew, also considered a martyr. So that Druzy Lieutenant Colonel last week, from. IDF, carried don't mention the unit, they're not revealing his name, but one thing, he, he was a truth okay. Guy's a martyr. Guy's a martyr. And many rabbis went in the know. okay. A non-Jewish soldier that gets killed and the IDF is a martyr, period. The Bedouin scouts martyr. Period. So, so he can talk about the the, the holy the holy Jew from the Shomrei Shomrei Kibbutz. So he grew up in the Shomrei Kibbutz. Okay. So with, the, with that money, the, even the non-Jew, take one step. non <laughs> non-Jew that dies in helping Jewish people, die for healthy Jewish people, got killed for healthy Jewish people. Martyr martyr status i'm free okay so we're going to talk about somebody not yet not yet observant okay so with this in mind on the some stress and some of the attino carries all the privileges of an observant jew one may speak badly about him one may not hate him one may not disparage him one may not cheat him one must love him just like any other Jew. And if he died a martyr's death, as the Pittsburgh 11 did, we must treat their memories as martyrs just as we do any IDF, fallen soldier, or any Holocaust victim. Okay, now, I want to stress something. for Once again, that everything we say here, I went and double-checked everything with Dinovolo. Diane Elkarov, he said to me, he said, Rabbi Lacer, he said, that's small change. I'll give you something even better. Do you remember the terrorist hit in 2009 when the terrorist hit the gay bar in Tel Aviv? And there were LGBT people, gay people, they get killed? They are all holy martyrs all holy martyrs. Okay. People say, well, crazy. It's like the, 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 the Yeah, the, the Gemara. Anyway, the, the, if we open up, there's a story in the Gemara Tractate Brachas 10A. There were evil neighbors and they were making Rabbi Mayor Balaness's life miserable. So Rabbi Mayor Balaness was so miserable. Hashem, get rid of him, do something to him, kill him. Bria. Rabbi Meir's wife, who was the daughter of Rabbi Harina ben one of the 10 martyrs, Berea said to me, she said to her husband, she said, Rabbi Meir, what did King David write in Psalms? That sin should be, sins should be wiped off the face of the earth. He didn't say sinners, No not okay. we don't say, Pray that sin be, not sinners. Because a Jew, and this is what we mentioned before, that the Quran Sanhedrin 44, that a Jew is a Jew, sinner or not, is still a Jew. Sinning does not make him lose his status. Now, there's something else. First, could can say, but, but there's plenty of reasons that the... Prophets can say, you know, that all this Torah is translated in English, and there's Yamuna books, and everything. Okay, that Hashem will come... Into accounts with each individual person. Okay. You had the chance to learn and you didn't want to, you wanted to continue driving to the beach in Shabbat and eating McDonald's hamburgers. This is this guy, this is not our affair. For me, he is a Jew. I must love this guy. I must do everything to save his life. If I really want to save his life, then I'll spread a Muna and bring him closer. Okay. But we see this. that, Even Oprah said one thing, somebody says, and they say all types of bad things, we do not say any bad thing about any person, any person. People say, come out against this and come out against that. Yes, homosexuality is a transgression of Torah. It's transgression of Torah, that's it, Torah forbids it. Torah calls an abomination. But the person, he's a Jew. The person is a Jew. First, you gotta love that person. Oh, dude, the guy shows it, turns up his nose, but he's this, he's that, he's that, LGBT, gay, mm-hmm. no, we love this guy. Mm-hmm. We love this guy. Mm-hmm. I can tell you plenty of stories, plenty of stories about wonderful, wonderful people. Of course they're wonderful people. And there are plenty of stories about people that are with the of the long beard, and, and, and they just spread hate among the shoes. Doesn't
1: mean anything.
0: Can't tell you a plan without a program. That doesn't read really our command to love anyone. It's only can we get a step further with a monumental ruling in Psach given by our own beloved teacher and spiritual guide of Shalom. Okay? Now, although most poski hold that a person that was raised in a Torah observant home but fell off the derek, he fell off the path. He cannot be deemed a tinok chenishvah. All right, you see this guy in a black motorcycle jacket. that got a scorpion tattooed behind his ear in Williamsburg, but he's born into a Satra family and he speaks English with a Yiddish accent. Okay, how can he be a tinok chenishvah? He went to Satra Cheder. Hold it. Rav Sholem says, like this: If a Jew never learned emuna. And if his parents and his teachers never learned Emunah, he's a Tino in every sense of the word. Because if a person had Emunah, and believed in Hashem. He'd never ever leave Hashem in the Torah, never. So why is he leave? Because he knows all the restrictions in life. He doesn't know about Hashem. Nothing about Hashem. So if he doesn't know about Hashem, he was raised in a Torah that's not Torah. Because the first bit Torah is Emunah. The first bit of Torah is Emunah. Ah. Uh. So now, I know that despite this lesson, that there are people that are in victory. They're, they're going to continue to say bad stuff. And I, you know, that's what's going to be on, on social media tomorrow. And it gets to it, you. I know that the people that want to talk bad against other Jews, I don't think I'm going to change anybody's opinion. But with all the rabbinical sources, we're talking about people on the fence, the bewildered. Okay. Uh, one, one thing. Mentioned, Yeshua mentioned again, the Chofetz Chaim of sacred and blessed memory warns not to say a bad thing about any Jew, okay? Despite the fact that technically one is allowed to speak Loshon Hara, speak slander about a non-observant person, but if that person has a tinoch Kshinishba, uh-oh, big trouble because the amount of transgressions of Torah that a person overcomes, over trespasses by saying one bit of Loshnara. Okay? You did not uphold the mitzvah of love your neighbor yourself. You did not, you transgress the mitzvah of you shall not hate your fellow Jew. Okay? Not talking about not, you're not supposed to speak badly about anyone. You're not supposed to say things that upset him. That's it. One bit after another, that person can possibly get up to 31 transgressions of Torah at once. And people that say things about the whole thing. Okay, want to talk about ideologies? talk about ideologies. Talk about ideologies. We do not agree with reform ideology. We don't agree with conservative ideology. We do not agree with gay ideology. No way. We do not agree with any of these ideologies. But the Jews behind it? If they knew where a Shabbat is real Torah then they'd throw it all away and come back. And the thing is, I know from my own personal experience, my person's personal experience, I come from a, a, a non Torah background, non religious home, came there at Cisro, and also discovered that there's Torah. I discovered there's Torah. But Bo Hashem, nobody ever threw a rock at me. Because if somebody were throwing a rock at me, could be that uh, one rocket, uh, they opened the Laser would have been laser Still been on the other side of the fence. Okay. Don't throw. You don't bring somebody close to Hashem by throwing rocks at them. That's it. You just don't. Okay. So the kafid schayef said, don't talk about anyone. Judge anyone fairly. And for all those people who are judging other people severely, you're writing your own shohar. Because the Torah says, the gemar, off of the Gomorrah. that Hashem measures a person measure for measure. Ah, this is the way you judge other people? This is the exact yardstick that you're judged by, my brother, and my sister, okay? I have to know. So we have to love everyone. Let's make a summary, for a lot of things. Summary, Boon 1, 2, 3. That long, the presentation. We're summarizing. Number one Any child that failed to receive a Torah and Amurda education is deemed a Tidok As a non Orthodox adult, he or she has the status of an accidental sinner and not a willful sinner or an apostate. Number one, clear? Okay. Number two, any Jew, even a wicked sinner, who was killed by a Jew, who was, excuse me, who was killed as a Jew by an anti-Semite, all his sins are forgiven and he is deemed a martyr. Hello. Number three, any non-Jew, Such as a non-Jewish soldier of the IDF, or such as a righteous Gentile that saved the lives of Jewish people who was killed in defense of, fighting for, or helping Jews, enjoys martyr status. Beloved brothers and sisters, may we all begin to love one another finally, finally, finally. And when we see the full redemption of our people, which we'll only see when we take away the reason for the destruction temple, we take away the integral hate, and we substitute it for free love, loving every other person. And that way, Hashem will send us, and Mashiach speed our days. Amen. Amen. What's up? few seconds.